Hey, hey, everybody. This is Russell Brunson. Welcome back to the Marketing Seekers Podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I had a fascinating conversation with somebody who was at the top of their game yesterday, and I got a couple insights um, from it that were so interesting. I want to share with you guys here today. So that said, um, let's cue up the theme song. When we get back, um, I'm going to share with you guys some really cool insights about developing your team and developing yourself. So the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us, who didn't cheat and take on venture capital, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our products and our services and the things that we believe in out to the world and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Russell Brunson, and welcome to Marketing Secrets. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, Okay, so Sunday, uh, most of you know at this point, if you don't, um, I am a, a Mormon. We call ourselves members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, in, uh, in my church, I have a calling where I get to interview people and, and check in with them. And so um, on Sunday after church, I had um, interviews with a bunch of different people. And so I'm interviewing them all, and it was really fun to get to know, know um, a bunch of people go to church with us kind of at a different level. And then the last interview I had was with this guy. And uh, we, uh, we're about to start the interview, and we start talking about um, soccer. He's a soccer coach. He's a soccer coach here at the high school, but he's also like, um, runs the soccer organization here in Idaho. And he's also one of the main guys at the national level. And, um, we start talking about what he's doing. He's like, you know, every weekend he's flying to New York and finding different places for soccer. And on top of that, he's a doctor. So he's also doing his, you know, his, his business and then he's doing soccer stuff. Cause he's, he's super passionate about it. Um, anyway, but it was really fascinating. We were talking about um, about soccer and, and wrestling and just different things about different sports. And he started telling me that what they're, what he's trying to do right now is to adopt a lot of what, um, other countries do, um, in soccer here in America. And it was interesting. He told me about, and I didn't know this, but he talked about in, in other countries outside of America, the way the soccer program works, which by the way, he said soccer is the number one biggest sport in the world. I didn't know that either. So there you go. Another interesting fact for you guys today. But what he said that was interesting is he said that, um, uh, he said that um, in other countries, let's say you are a, a little league coach. I don't know what they call them soccer, but like you're a coach of a kid's team, right? And you, you, are, are, you get a team and you, you find someone who's talented. And if you are the person who discovers that person, so the way the organization structures, if you find the person, then you, you help develop them at a certain level and then you move them up to the next level and say, hey, this guy's a rock star and you put him on the next higher level team. And then if, he gets, if that person's really good there and they get up next level, next level, all the way to the professionals, and then eventually they become professionals and then they go from team to team and they get sold along the way, right? Kind of like the basketball, like if, you, you know, if you're traded in the NBA from the, from the Chicago Bulls, Utah Jazz, you get paid, you know, whatever, 20 million bucks to be transferred over to this team and you, know, you have your new, your new player contract. But he said what happens in soccer that's interesting, he said that, um, and he was telling me the name of some soccer player that I probably should know, but I had never heard the person's name before. He's like, recently he just got, he got traded from this team to this team and, um, and the cost to trade him was $70 million. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. He said, but what's interesting, he said that the way it's structured in soccer is that $70 million contract that, got, that, that moved him over. He said, you know, the player will get whatever that, whatever his percentage is, like 20%, right? But then all the rest of it goes back to the people um, in his career that brought him up. So, you know, the person that is at the college level and then the, the high school level and junior high, all the way down to like the peewee levels. And said that if you were the, the peewee coach who found him and developed him initially, when you got him to the next level, like, like you had a contract with him saying like, I get 5% of his future earnings because I was the one who found him. So he said, he was talking about the, the people who found this guy, um, you know, 20 years ago, it was his first coaches um, when they got the $70 million 
contract, 5% of that went back to this, this original coach, uh, to his, his club team or whatever. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And he said, yeah, because he said, that's how soccer works in, in Europe and in these other countries, but not here in America. In America, it's, you know, there's none of that happening. He's like, I'm trying to develop that here because he said, what happens is that, that um, they, they treat the game differently over there because of how, how they're rewarded, right? And he said, it's interesting. He said that, you know, in America, um, what they do, they take the kids and their whole goal here is to get the teams to win, right? So when you start soccer, they're like, okay, you know, you're a big kid, you're going to be the goal and you're the fastest, you're going to be forward and you're this and whatever. And they, they put people in these spots, right? And this is like when they're, whatever, eight years old. Um, and then they start playing and it's like, okay, we're gonna make you the best in the world at this spot because you're the fastest kid. So they do that. And, and at first they start winning because they got the best kids in the best spot and they start beating all these other kids, right? Then what happens is that they're eight-year-olds and they're nine, 10, 20, you know, 12, 15, by the time they're 18 years old, what's interesting is that the kid who was the fastest as an, eight, an eight-year-old isn't necessarily the fastest as an 18-year-old. And so, but they've been training in that one spot for the last, you know, whatever, however many years, and they get the bigger levels and they start losing, which is why I guess apparently America doesn't do as good at the, the national levels. I think they're getting a lot better now, but they haven't been as competitive because, because they, they train all their kids to win. Um, and because of that, they're not developing them as, as athletes, all like all around athletes as much. They said, if you look at what happens over in Europe and these other countries, he said, because of the way they're financially rewarded, they look at the whole game differently. And so they bring these players in and they don't care about winning at first. So the only thing they care about is player development. How do we make this player better? If we can make this player better, then um, it's more likely they're going to go on the next level and different levels and we'll get paid some, somewhere you know, in, in the future. And so he said that they, they bring people in and they don't say, because you're the fastest, you're the forward. It's like, we need to develop you as a player. So you're going to play forward and you're going to play goalie and you're going to play this and you're going to play this. And they move people around and they focus a lot on character development, making that person better and better and better and better. Um, and what happens is then all these rock stars start rising to the top and they're all getting developed because all the coaches are focusing on the personal development of the player. That's what makes them amazing. And by the time they get to these higher levels, Everyone who's, who's made it through those levels have been developed so far that they're amazing. They can play anywhere, and they're just better athletes. They're better soccer players, and that's how these guys win these world championships and titles and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was so fascinating. I told them, I said, oh, my gosh, there's such a cool life lesson there. Like, how many times do we focus on winning, right, in business? Like, I got to make a million dollars. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, and we're focusing on, on winning, which is the short-term win, typically, as opposed to development. And so what that means for you guys, initially, it's your own personal development, Right? Like a lot of times people are striving, striving so hard to make a million bucks or hit two comma club or whatever the thing is um, to win, that they don't focus on what's wrong with them, right? How do I develop myself personally? Okay, I've been in this business now 15 years, and if I could tell you the amount of people that I had known who've come in this world, made a crap ton of money, and then lost it all because they never developed themselves, like you wouldn't even believe it. Um, and so that's kind of the first phase. And then, you know, so, but those who focus on personal development, that's why... You know, I think one of the really interesting and fascinating things about the network marketing industry is that they're so heavily focused on personal development, um, which is why so many, so many great leaders come out of that profession because they focus so much on personal development. Um, you know, I think about me, like when I was getting started, I, I struggled in business and then I started going to Tony Robbins events and stuff. And like, as I developed myself as a person better, um, as I started reading more books and started studying, started like learning stuff, um, then my business grew as a, as a byproduct because I became a better person, Right. And so that's kind of the first phase of it. And the second phase is now you start having your teams and your people, right? And I think this is a mistake that, that unknowingly I've made a lot in the last decade 
is that I brought people in on these teams who were good. And I said, okay, you're good at this, you're good at this, and put people in. And, and then I just assumed they were going to be amazing. And, and I didn't focus on, the personal, on their personal development, right? I focused a lot more on the personal development of, um, of honestly, of you guys, of my, my customers, which is why I think we've been super successful. But I haven't spent nearly enough time and attention to focus on, on the personal development of my team, which is something I'm rectifying and changing now. Um, you know, I'm now sending a lot of my um, internal team to different events to learn how to become better at what they're doing. We're, we're sending books to our people. We're doing more personal development. Um, we're bringing in a coach to f- specifically just work with our, with our team and our leaders and our people like that. And so I'm trying to do more of that inside of our business. So anyway, I thought it was just fascinating um, to look at this lesson from soccer and like um, how the best in the world are doing this thing. But then looking at that, how do we apply that to business? It's like, man... I need to work not just on like my business so I can go win and make money, but how do I focus on the, my own personal development and then the development of my team? And as you start shifting the focus to that, all the stuff you're trying to do will come, right? Again, over apparently you know, in, in European countries, as kids, they don't care if they win or lose. That's not the focus. And because of that, by the time they're top levels, they win. Right, and it's all the same thing here. Like, stop focusing so much on like money, 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 and focus on like how do I develop, develop myself. I've heard Stephen Larson say so many times that like business is like the best personal development course of all time. Like you get smacked in the face, and you learn so much about yourself and your abilities um, by by being part of it. Um, anyway, it's it's fascinating. So, all right, that's what I got for yesterday. So hopefully that that um, gives you some thoughts and ideas for yourself and for your team. Um, something I'm going to be focusing a lot more with my team and uh, hopefully that'll benefit you guys as well. So thanks again, you guys, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Would you like to see behind the scenes of what we're actually doing each day to grow our company? If so, then go subscribe to our free behind-the-scenes reality TV show at www.funnelhacker.tv. 